This is Fertile Minds Radio, and you're listening to episode 89, Coping with the C-Word, with special guest Aaron Gray, and I'm your host, Hilary Talbot Rowland. If you were looking for holistic wisdom and a plan to reclaim your fertility to help you create a healthy family for generations to come, you're in the right place. This is Fertile Minds Radio. Welcome back to the show for your seventh episode, Erin. Ah, thank you. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Yeah, I never thought we'd be doing the zombie apocalypse episode. Yeah, coping with the C word is what we're calling it. (laughs) (laughs) That would be COVID-19. Yeah. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure that everyone is well aware of the word. It's kind of like Harry Potter, like the name that should not be spoken. That's correct. Yeah. So what we wanted to do today is we wanted to just um, check in with all of you and give you some like, I don't know, heartfelt advice on what to do to stay sane during this time. Yeah, because the you know it's a it's a difficult time, it's a stressful time. There's so much uncertainty, and we thought it would be a good idea just to kind of come in, give you some support, talk about some of the challenges, talk about some effective ways to cope, and refer back to some of our other episodes that have some good stuff in them that's really relevant for what we're going through right now. And we know that a lot of you are really being challenged right now in the way that you're fertility treatments have been put on hold. Um, so that this episode is not about that per se. I'm actually going to be doing some webinars on that in the following week. So make sure you're checking in with me on social media at Lady Potions for You on Instagram uh, and that you're on the email list so that you get the invites to the webinars because I'm going to be meeting with my mentors all over the world on next Monday, April 6th to talk about the emerging re- research in terms of issues with getting pregnant or having COVID while you're pregnant and what that could mean um, in terms of the health of yourself and the health of your baby and all that comes with that. And we'll also be offering some uh, support groups online. So for fertility as well as um, pregnant women, because guys are both facing different challenges right now. Right. But we are are facing a collective challenge right now with the current health crisis. And so I thought it was a good idea for us to start off just acknowledging that there is a lot of grief right now. And so grief is that feeling we have when there's been a loss. And, you know, most often we think of loss in the literal sense of uh, maybe the death of a loved one. And so some of you may actually be dealing with that at this time. And then, you know, there's other types of losses that we're experiencing now uh, as our culture, as a world, you know, things like job loss, income loss, other financial loss, um, loss of our social lives, our social support, our regular activities, our regular routine, uh, our sense of community. And, you know, of course, your, your fertility schedule and all the things that you had planned and lined up, um, you know, all of those things are being interrupted and they're all losses. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge um, that loss does go beyond just the death of someone. Um, so that if you are experiencing feelings of grief and, you know, wondering maybe why you're you're crying or you're sad, I mean, ob- obvious <laughs> that we're all 
um, in this and having a tough time, but I just wanted to give you that frame because it can be helpful to understand it as grief and loss um, and to put it in that frame just to normalize it. So that was really my intention was wanting to normalize um, grief in the context of our current uh, health crisis. And I think a lot of you are better equipped to handle this than you think, especially if you've had a miscarriage, because it's the grief of something that didn't exist yet or something that you couldn't see or other people didn't know about. Right. And I think that that's part of the, one of the elements that's so difficult with this piece of grief is that each loss or multiple losses that you're experiencing is different for each person. It's going to hit at different times and you can't see it. Right. Right. So um, I wanted to reference um, the community back to an episode that we did, oh my gosh, two years ago, maybe? Yeah, over two years ago. Over two years ago. And it's called Permission to Pause, episode 17. Yep. <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> but it, that whole episode, we really dove deep into grief and the nature of grief. So if you're finding that as we're talking about that right now, that it's really resonant, that would be a terrific episode for you to go back and take a listen to. Yeah. Um, because I've found that for myself, I've been not seeing patients for three weeks now. So I've had a lot of grief around many things, uh, financial, my, my clinic and my family at my clinic and my patients. Cause I consider, you know, my interactions with them fill me up, you right. know, um, and so I, I kind of grieved early. I mean, I think I've, I've had a few ugly cries. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good one yesterday myself. <laughs> yeah. And in, in one, one fair dark night of the soul on the bathroom floor in the shower. Oh, those are good ones. Yeah. Which I thought I was like, had, had my lifetime fill of those. I guess you never know how many. You never know how many you have on deck on those. Yeah. yeah. But what I realized in dealing with other people, um, as I'm like kind of venturing into telemedicine more is that everybody's at a different stage in the grief, right? Like right. Some people have just been numbing out and it hasn't affected them. And so they've been in this sort of stage of denial. Others are already processing the sadness and getting to the acceptance side and just ready to live a new way of life. Right. And then there are those that are still pissed. <laughs> yeah, anger and bargaining and yes. So you may be at a different stage in the, the grief cycle and know that you can move around in that. So you may come to some acceptance of the situation and then find out tomorrow that you're pissed all over again. So that's normal. Yeah. I beat myself up for like yeah. a whole day. Cause I was like, I thought I got through to the <laughs> other side and I was like, ah, oh, you dummy. It's not ah. linear. You know this. <laughs> it is not linear. And, and the, you know, the, one of the other things I want to emphasize today is that anything that we're going to tell you today, we're going through anything we're going to tell you today isn't something that we're not already practicing ourselves or encouraging anybody else in our practices, um, regardless of fertility to, to engage in. So this is like a, we're all in it together episode for sure. And so, yeah, don't expect that when you find yourself in some acceptance that you get to stay there because this is an, a situation where things are changing day by day. So again, just reference, um, if you need to listen to a little bit more on the nature of grief, you can check out our episode permission to pause. Okay. So let's talk about, um, the next, <laughs> I don't even think it's an elephant in the room. Demon. Yeah. 
dragon. I, I read this really interesting article as I've been reading so much epidemiology, and one was the importance of fear in oh. this. And it so it was talking about how fear was re- like this is one of the times where fear is really helpful. It's it's what keeps your ass at home, right? right. It's what it's a survival. Right. This yeah. is when fight or flight actually serves. Is yes, it's, it's supposed to be there. Right. So there's actually two curves that are going to happen. So there's the actual curve, and then there's when the fear goes down when a certain number of people cannot see mm. that it's actually affecting you because social distancing is the truest preventative medicine that there is. And so like all preventative medicine, you get to the other side and you're like, well, I think that that helped, but I'll never be 1000% sure. right? Right. So there's a fair amount of people that will just be done with being inconvenienced and because they couldn't see it or because it didn't affect them, they will go back to life as they know it. And then you'll see another big surge. And so I wanted to ask you about Mm. like, how do we really get intimate with our reptilian brain and Mm. understand when the fear is serving us and when it's not? Such a great question. There's a couple different kinds of fear and and you just pointed at one that's really, really important um, when it comes to our survival, right? And fear for ourselves, our own health, the health of our loved ones. Um, Having that kind of fear if we're engaging it consciously can be really, really helpful. It's the thing that's going to keep us social distancing. It's the thing that's going to keep us washing our hands. It's the thing that's going to keep us um, doing the behaviors that we need to maintain our health. Mm -hmm. So that kind of fear is really of service, but the kind of fear that takes us down rabbit holes, the kind of fear that runs us into what if that is not helpful right now. Yeah. Cause this is like a math equation with, like three variables that you're not going to get until two years from now. Like it's not, you're not going to be able to solve the problem until it's hindsight. Right. Right. And so if you allow yourself to launch into the future and think of all of these scenarios, that's where you can get into trouble. At least that's where I've noticed myself of like thinking of 10 worst case scenarios, but there's also the other side of like a thousand great case scenarios, right? Right. So yeah, exactly. The kind of fear though, that, that does send us into speculation and the kind of fear that increases your anxiety and leaves you feeling helpless or hopeless or disempowered is not helpful fear. This is good for fertility and the C word. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it crosses over that, um, into the fertility conversation for sure. Um, because the, the fear in part is stemming from the sense of uncertainty that we have about the situation, the unknowns that we have about the situation, the lack of control that we may be feeling, which also is a, a template for what you're going through with your fertility journey. And there's definitely some things that we can do to manage our fears and stay more in the healthy zone with our fears. Um, so one of the things that I am doing personally and telling all of my clients limit the amount of news you are watching. Consider maybe checking in with the news once a day um, just to get an update. Uh, Stop scrolling on your phone. And the other thing I have to say about that is um, you may want to take a whole day off now and again from your news sources just to give yourself a break, to give your nervous system a break. Um, Because that fear state is going to have your nervous system in high alert, which is not good for our overall health either. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, I had to do that. I mean, yeah. the first week was 
I had to read everything that I could to make a wise decision for my clinic. Of, of course. Like looking at the epidemiology and the studies of everything and what the numbers really were and understanding like the numbers that I was seeing were really times 10 because no one was being right. tested. And, right. and I, it wasn't appropriate fight or flight response, but mm-hmm. I was like mama bear protecting her cubs, man. I, I, I was not sleeping. I was like, Right. And and I processing think, at high right. speed. Right? And I think a lot of us have gone through that or maybe going through that currently. Um, so yeah, initially I think we it was there was so much unknown. And we do know a lot more right now than we knew even a few weeks ago. And it seems like a month worth of stuff is happening in a week now. Mm-hmm. Right. So at this point, I mean, manage your news watching to the level that you need to be informed. Right. I read, I don't watch news. Like I have cable's not a thing in my house. So right. I do have that luxury. Um, but I do read and I read at night, not before bed. Cause that was like, there was no amount of melatonin that was going <laughs> to put me to sleep after right. reading all of that. Right? right. Um, I do read at night and then I do a wind down routine. And the reason that I've chosen to do that is mm. because if I do it in the morning, it's the fractal or the seed that then takes my day in a whole other trajectory than what I had planned out the night before. So I read my news at night and then I do my my nightly wind down, which includes like I have the um, Brendan Bouchard journal. I love that journal. I never seen it. that one. No. Oh, it's so good. It's like I. <laughs> it's um. Like a, there's two pages for each day and you ask yourself a series of questions from like, how could I serve? Like, how do I exemplify excellence today? What are the three things I must get done? Oh, wow. Um, what would your coach tell you? You know, and then at night it's like, or what, like my other favorite question in the morning is, um, what's one thing that could potentially trip you up and what would your best self do? So it's like you, you're allowed to kind of plan for that thing that you don't want to do. But then at night you go back and you like catalog, like, well, where did I exceed my expectations? If I was my coach from a thousand foot view, what would I tell my, what would I tell myself about today? That sounds really helpful. Yeah. And then you rank yourself on like clarity and courage and emotional attachment and things like that. So it's kind of like, I do that with my meditations to bookend my day, but I read the news first and then I do that. And it somehow kind of just pushes the unimportant parts of the news Mm. away. And then I file away those ones that I really need to think about the next day. That's great. See, and then that's useful, right? That's useful. That is serving you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the news watching that doesn't serve us. <laughs> That's oh, the like, stuff you need to yes. not be doing. Um, and it's the same story. It's over the same and over. story over and over. And then here's the part that I really want you all to tune into. I, I noticed this, I would say in the last week. And as soon as my attention was caught on it, I was like, Oh, I have to share this with everybody. I know pay attention to what is speculation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in other words, consider what is factual, what we actually know, And stay away from the speculative stuff because what I found for myself personally, and then when I've started to discuss it with my clients, um, is that the speculation tends to take us in the direction of increasing our fear and anxiety. Because it's more unknown. It's more unknown. And really, um, you know, it's a lot of it is opinion and not necessarily informed opinion, not necessarily opinion that's fat, that's like backed up with 
any kind of expertise. And then like, even on your social media, listening to everybody's opinions or, you know, family friends giving you, you know, giving you that feedback about what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing during this time. Oh, the judgment. Um, And the judgment. so So avoiding that stuff too. I don't know about you girls, but I really don't care about, you know, Joe Schmo's opinion of what's happening at this time. It's not useful. It's not helpful. So if you can avoid that, I really recommend that you stay away from that and really be listening for what's speculation and what is factual. Yeah. I had to, I check email. Well, I'm pretty good at social media wise, like checking like once or twice a day. Um, I don't get reminders on my phone. And I actually, I did notice that after about two weeks, cause I was getting so many emails from like the department of health. Right. And you know, that like three weeks ago, that was really intense. Like the, yeah, I, I got mean, them too. Yeah. Waking up to like taking the inventory of the personal protective gear yeah. of like, how much would you be willing to donate and like, or sell? Like that was such a sobering email yeah. to, to wake up to. Yeah. Um, that like after everything kind of settled, I, I took the email notifications off my phone and I was like, okay, I'm going to check it at this time and this time. I can't even tell you the amount of like space that freed up for me. Right. So it was information you needed to have, but you got in control of it by deciding how you were going to receive it when you were going to look at it instead of just being alerted on your phone at random. Right. Because then it's like squirrel, like, (laughs) (laughs) right. And down the rabbit hole we go. Yeah. Yeah. And more on, and I do want to circle back to what you were saying about uncertainty. Yeah. Right. And speculation. Things have always been uncertain. Right. It's just been a veil of illusion through routine and what you think that you can control and stability, like creating financial stability or relationship stability we have kind of tricked ourselves. Right. Right. And so this is like what I've always tried to explain to my fertility patients is like uncertainty was always a thing. You just chose not to see it. Right. And, and most of us choose not to see it. Right. And so control was always an illusion and now it's being put in our face in a way where we have to look at it. We have to deal with it. And that's the thing that makes us feel so shaky and uncertain. So tagging off of that, like I want to say one of the strategies that you can use, and you know, we're starting to touch into some of the this more spiritual end of the spectrum, um, is to really take things day by day. So that idea of not projecting too far into the future, taking a look at what are the things you need to do today, what are the things that you have today. So I've had to take a look at like, okay, I have food today. I have shelter today. I have the support of my friends today. I have toilet paper today. I have my health today. (laughs) I have my health today. Those are all great things to take a look at and not to project too far. And actually that is a great strategy just to deal with your fertility journey. So many of my patients are type A planners. Yeah. And so that when you can't plan or you can't project into the future with like a certain percentage of certainty, or at least the illusion of that certainty, it throws you off center. And so like now more than ever, we're being asked to just take it day by day and to just be here. Like who's be present with who's in your house today. That's right. I think it's really important right now to maintain your routines as much as possible. So what I mean by that. Like this is something that will give you a sense of structure and a sense of control. So your routines like bedtime, the time you wake up, if you're working from home, keeping regular work hours, your meal times, 
Structure and routines is something that um, we use with children to help create a sense of safety and security for children. And believe it or not, it really helps us as adults too, to keep things as normalized as possible. Like I'm still, I've actually been going to bed earlier than normal because my nervous system is a little bit taxed. Some days it's a lot taxed and getting more sleep is a really helpful thing for that. But I'm still trying to get up in the morning, do my daily routine like I normally do, do my spiritual practices in the morning, get some exercise, eat at the same times that I would normally do to maintain that sense of structure and normalcy as much as possible. And it really does help to create a sense of safety and control. Yeah. My self-care is on point right now. Like that's the one thing I'm doing this super well. Exercise every day, sometimes twice. Me too. Yeah. Meditation twice, wind down routine, cooking from home. Right. You know, and, and for all of you that feel like you have just been downgraded from the the NFL to the, I don't know, what's the, what's the equivalent? I don't know. We're not football arena, people. Arena ball. <laughs> right. Like you're on the sidelines looking in, in terms playing, of you're, you're playing f- a pickup game. Yeah. And your fertility journey. <laughs> I would encourage you to actually think of this as a gift that you actually get to really try and hone in on your self-care and preserve, like work at preserving your fertility versus yeah. trying to your get health. somewhere, right? And, right. Your, and your health, right? Right. Optimizing your health right now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. are, are you getting exercise? And I know like the gyms are closed and, you know, fitness classes I like to go to are not available in the studios, you know, like yoga classes and that kind of thing. But are you using yoga, any of the apps? Yeah. My yoga teacher has been streaming. Mine too. And it's awesome. We have like satsang together in the morning and like you can log in 15 minutes early and have your tea together. So like it's been a sense of community. That's so great. And yeah, it's different than practicing in the same room together, but it keeps you feeling connected, which is so important during this time. But so a lot of teachers are using zoom or some other kinds of streaming. Um, so take a look at that. And a lot of, um, a lot of resources are offering free trial periods right now for your exercise. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a Peloton person, but my friend who has one said that the Peloton app has tons of free stuff right now and you don't need the bike in order to use it. Like there's just some workouts that you can do without special equipment. Um, I know Nia TV, I'm a big Nia person and my Nia classes have been being held in the park right now. We're social distancing and out in the park. But Nia TV offers, uh, I think they have a 30-day free trial right now. Nice. And Gaia TV has one too. We, and getting outside, we so we have, we have successfully, it's been 21 days now that we have ridden our bikes. To, wow. I'm lucky. We live by the beach. So yeah. we've ridden out to the beaches, which are closed, but you can ride along the beach um, at sunset. Oh, beautiful. And so that's been like a double dose for me of exercise and being outside. And being with your family. And being with my family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been like a a gift in that way. It's a strange gift, isn't it? Yeah. And I feel like people are not wanting to see the silver lining or the, the positive things. But like if you were trying to give up, let's say, alcohol or gluten, and every day you said to yourself... I'm not going to eat gluten. I'm not going to eat gluten. <laughs> what are you going to think about? Gluten. Donuts. Right. <laughs> so, or that drink that you want. 
and, and instead of like focusing on what you do have and what you are grateful for and these like kind of unforeseen things that are coming out of this, right. that is actually mindfulness in, in motion, right? You are able to direct your mind where you want it to go. You're able to set a boundary and say, I'm only going to let external influences like the news or my right. email in at right. certain times, right? Right. That is the best self-care that you could ever give totally. yourself. Totally. It is. And I was going to talk about boundaries too. I'm glad you said that word because it's really, really critical now. And I know that we have talked about maintaining boundaries and setting boundaries in some other episodes, but it is really something that I want to emphasize um, that you protect your space, your psychic space, your emotional space, mm-hmm. your maybe your literal space, um, as much as you can, because that is that's a that's a great health behavior. Right. That's a great coping strategy. I've had to say to a few people in my life, I'm not going to talk about what's in the news right now. Um, you know, I'll have that my once a day conversation to get the update about what's going on. But please don't tell me whatever it is you just read on the news feed or Facebook or whatever. I don't want to hear it. It's not, it's just not something I can take in right this minute. So to be able to state your boundaries and hold your boundaries, um, is a, it's really important at this time. Yeah. I think it goes the other way too. Cause I, like at the beginning of this, my dad was sick and I had to know where my priorities were. Right. And then that was actually going to make my boundaries for me in, in a quarantine right. situation because you know, while I was checking in with him in my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, the minute he tells me he can't breathe, like I'm in his house in 45 minutes. Right. And then, but that was a decision that I made with my heart, not my head. Right. Right. And like every decision that I've made that I've felt good about so far has been because I measured it against the moral compass of my heart, not my head. Like my head is not to be trusted. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? This is another one of those things where we can um, kind of reference back to normal times, so to speak. I don't know what normal is anymore, but. Um, your head probably isn't the thing to be trusted most of the time anyway. No, it's not, <laughs> but it's an, that's an illusion. That's an right? illusion. Right? But it's also, that's like one of those silver linings of really getting, like I've gotten back into a meta practice right. and like focusing on a gratitude practice and then my moral compass of like, okay, will I be inconvenienced to protect the herd? Absolutely. Does my family come first before business? That's yes. Right. It's while those are difficult to say yeah. and to actually practice, practice yeah. right? It's been like this comfort of like that has alleviated so much fear by acting mm-hmm. out of my heart. I love that. That's beautiful. That's such a great compass. I think it's a great reminder both for our current moment and for your fertility journey to have a sense of where your inner compass lies because there is so much external noise mm-hmm. now and you know, even when this wasn't going on, there's so much external noise, but to be able to access your own sense of inner rightness and make decisions from that place for yourself, it's it, it, absolutely critical. Yeah. Not what somebody else thinks you should do because right. there's so much shitting happening. What do you need to feel comfortable and safe? And how can you communicate that with grace and tact to, right. to the people around you. Right. right. And you can't do that if you are not grounded. <laughs> right. Right. And that's, this is just, like you said, it's part of self-care and staying within the bounds of what is good self-care. 
Supplements. Supplements. <laughs> Obviously, supplements are a thing. They're backordered everywhere. But what you're not seeing is probably a mad rush to Bach remedies like you should. Yay, Bach remedies. So um, for those of you that had heard our episode, there's a whole episode, uh, number 47, that it, I did with Hillary on the Bach remedies. So if you're not familiar with those, um, real quick, they are under the homeopathic umbrella. They are flower essences, and they help to naturally, safely gently balance, uh, out of balance, emotional states. They're not contraindicated with any medication or other supplements. So I wanted to name a couple for you all today that I thought would be the most relevant and helpful for what's going on at this time. Um, and you can find these on the Bach website. Bach is spelled B-A-C-H. Um, you can find them on like some of the health food stores, like Whole Foods or some of the other health food stores. And you can probably find them online too at places like Vitacost mm -hmm. if you want to just get a single remedy. Um, and these remedies can also be used together in a blend. I don't recommend that you put more than five together because then it starts to just jumble up and, and really not be helpful. No chaos. You don't need any more chaos. <laughs> no more chaos. <laughs> so let me just name a couple for you. Um, so Mimulus. Mimulus for our known fears and for anxiety. Red chestnut, if you are worried about your loved ones. Uh, gentian. Gentian is good for despair and, and any frustrations about setbacks. Like if you're feeling really frustrated about the setbacks in your fertility timeline, Gentian would be super helpful. Did you put gentian in mine? <laughs> we have to go look and see what we put in yours. Um, I just made one for Hillary. I'm going to go home and make one for myself today. We're not telling you anything we don't do. Um, so gorse for hopelessness. So if you've lost hope, um, check in with gorse. Sweet chestnut. If you're finding you're really worried about the world and what's going on in the world and that you're having those really big picture kinds of fear and worry, sweet chestnut, white chestnut, if you're having racing thoughts and if you're having a hard time going to sleep because your thoughts are just looping and looping and looping, white chestnut will help with that as well. Will that work if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, like bing, oh, yeah. and the mind comes on? Oh yeah. Just keep it by your bed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. White chestnut stops the hamster wheel. Cherry plum. I had myself on this one last week. Cherry plum is for when you're so angry and you feel like you're going to lose your mind. And um, Rescue Remedy. Rescue Remedy is a pre-mixed blend that is for stress in general. Very, very helpful. I actually recommend, so almost all of my clients, that you keep Rescue Remedy on hand all the time for just general stress. I give it to my dog. I give it to my cat. Yeah, Thunder Puppy. Yeah. Yeah. And especially now, like she's just absorbing everybody's sure. energy. Sure. And yeah. my poor neurotic Bengal cat feels everything I feel. So if I'm having a meltdown, she is losing her little mind. So rescue remedy in the cat water. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you can get those singles. Um, or if you want to have a blend made by Erin, you can also reach out to her and she can telemed you and, yes. and post you a a remedy if you're in the United States, right? That's right. So what is the best way to get in touch with you for a blend? Um, you can reach out to me on email. My email address is emglmt at gmail.com. And we'll make sure that those are in the show notes of this episode so that you can find. And if you're ever looking for Aaron's 
episodes because there are so many. All you have to do is hit the search function on ladypotions.com and type in Aaron Gray and all of them will pop up. And that's G-R-A-Y. What's the take-home message here? Like what can we control, right? Well, yeah. And that's just it is looking at what can we control? What is out of our control? Where do we have power? Where are we powerless? You know, I just want to remind everybody in that, that part of the conversation that, you know, please remember, we're all in our stress behaviors right now. They're amplified. Our stress behaviors are amplified. And so you may notice some of the things that you're doing to try to maintain some control or to feel some sense of power, or you may feel in your powerlessness that you're shutting down or you're in denial, that you're having meltdowns. That's my favorite way to do it, Um, that you're really trying to be in control. So taking a look at what can you control and what's out of your control. Global pandemic is not in our immediate control, but the things that we can control are, you know, who do we come into contact with? Are we washing our hands? All of the the general guidelines that we're being asked to follow, right? That we can manage. Are you keeping your own health up? Are you managing your own health? Are you taking your supplements? Are you exercising? Are you eating good food? Are you getting enough sleep? All within your control. Do you have a piece of advice if you... (laughs) Because this is also what I see happening is it's really easy to control yourself. But as you're sharing oh. space with <laughs> other people who may not be coping so well, right? How do we how do we live with our partners in a state of grace and not judgment in terms of what we think they should be doing? That is a great question, and that's you know that's really tough. It's a tough one to answer. Um, I think that this is requiring us all to really tap into our patients and to tap into what's important and what isn't important. Right, love and compassion. Right, right, right. and and I know for myself, like I've had a few not so graceful moments. And once I've calmed down, I've had to circle back to some of the people in my life and just say, hey, I'm having a hard time. This is what's going on for me. I'm sorry. Those words, those two little words will go a long way. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but no but after it. No but. Just yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. You yeah. know, this is hard. I know it's hard for you. So acknowledging to the people in your life that you recognize that it's hard for them too. Um getting some space to, you know, whatever that is, if you can step outside in your backyard, uh, if you need to lock yourself in the bathroom, (laughs) whatever it is to let yourself breathe, you know, this is, it is challenging. We are in our stress behaviors. So if you can identify what your particular stress behaviors are, and if you also know what your partner, your family member, your friends, stress behaviors are, that can be really helpful so that you don't take those things personally. So for example, my style is meltdown. My boyfriend's style is shutting down. So when he starts to shut down and I think he's not listening to me or he's not taking what I'm saying seriously and I have a meltdown, we have to circle back afterwards and and have that conversation. And so being as forgiving as you possibly can right now is, you know, you're going to have to dig deep. You got to dig deep on this and 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 remind yourself what's important, what's really important. Right. And I feel like if you are listening to this podcast, <laughs> you've had some challenge with fertility, right. you know, maybe in your past or currently, or maybe that's on hold. I just want to offer you 
that you are probably one of the most well-equipped humans on the planet to deal with this right now because you've already had to deal with judgment of what your partner is and is not doing in terms of their health. You've already had to deal with financial stress possibly if you're looking at something like assisted reproductive technology. You've had to look at like, how do I still be a gangbuster CEO in my job and be a pregnant mom? Um, Or the grief aspect of every month you get your period. Like you are, you are grieving something that nobody else can see and doesn't know what's happening to you. The shame and secrecy, right? The isolation. Like if, oh my God, if anybody is like cool to be quarantined, it's somebody who's had the isolating journey of, of infertility. Right. 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 So I just want you to remember this, like all of these fire hoops that you've been jumping through, are really training for this moment. And the whole world was always uncertain, just like your fertility journey was uncertain. It's just now that all of humanity is experiencing uncertainty alongside of you. Like you are not alone anymore. Right. That's, it's so important. And it's so important to remember that you are so much more resilient than maybe you're feeling. Right. And, and looking at, what have you experienced in your life? And maybe maybe there's other things besides your fertility journey that you've experienced that have really stretched you and challenged you. And to tap into those things and think about and feel into, you know, how did you manage that? How did you get through whatever that challenge was? And, and know that you can tap into that in yourself and use all of that strength and all of that resiliency in this moment too. You are, you are stronger and more resilient than you know, and you're going to be a better parent after all of this because Absolutely. you have like, nobody's getting through this without embodying these things. Uh, and if they do get through it, it's going to be pretty, pretty rough, pretty painful, ugly journey. Right. right. And so I just, I just want you to remember that, that you are stronger yeah. than you know. Right. And it is, it's a moment of practicing surrender. Yep. And acceptance for what is, and just being able to be okay with whatever is in front of you without numbing out, without checking out, but to just be here and understanding that the only thing that you have control over is the management of your nervous system. You don't even have control of what it's doing because it's actually serving you in this, some of these fear responses, but what you do have control over is how aware you commit to stay and then bringing yourself back into a relaxing relaxation response and then into a place of forgiveness and compassion with yourself first and foremost and then with somebody else because it's just bullshit if you don't do it with yourself. Totally. And so now the last thing I kind of want to throw in there, because I always like to say something that could possibly piss off your listeners. So this might be that moment. And I mean it in the most... Um, like a heartfelt, genuine way. Uh, and I am practicing this myself. Are there places in your life where you can be having some fun right now? And I, I mean that in all seriousness. Um, Sex. Yay. <laughs> I predict there's going to be a real uptick in the, you know, would, we're going to see a lot of babies come January, so February. Too. Don't you think so? I do. Yeah, I really do. I yeah. think so. Um, so whatever that is for you, find a new recipe, cook something cool and different, um, go for a walk in your neighborhood and 
put on your favorite 1990s album and jam out in your house because nobody else is coming in it. it (laughs) Nobody's going to see you do that. Yeah. So whatever it is, you know, I'm trying to find ways. um, Like I've been taking a bath in the middle of the day because I want to. Ooh, how luxurious. I know. Isn't that? Because I can. So whatever it is, like if you can find some ways to engage a sense of fun while we're in such a serious moment, that's going to be another thing that's going to help you to um, manage your nervous system, find some grace, and remember how resilient you are. All right. Well, thank you for your time. It was your most valuable asset. I think we are all more aware of that than ever right now. So if you're listening, a big heartfelt thank you. And especially if you are one of our first responders, if you are a nurse or a doctor, a paramedic, a policeman, a fireman, an EMT, or if you are a partner with one of those people and you are literally keeping them standing up, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Bye for now. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, I invite you to become part of the Fertile Minds Collective. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all of this material and we fine tune it to your unique fertility journey. And we have a pretty awesome community. Go to fertilemindsradio.com to sign up today. I'll see you on the inside.